Welcome to On The Beat, the weekly podcast for LawOfficer.com. My name is Travis Yates, the Editor-in-Chief of Law Officer, and thank you for being with us today. We have an exciting guest, a wonderful topic, and before we get to that, we would not be here if it wasn't for our sponsor. And we are sponsored by Blue Armor, the first supplement company designed for law enforcement by law enforcement. Blue Armor produces the highest quality of supplements on the planet, and they have proven that with their GMP certification. If the GMP symbol is not on your current supplements, then you need Blue Armor. Only the finest for America's heroes. Blue Armor, they are in the pursuit of fitness, and you can find out more at bluearmor.com. That's B-L-U-A-R-M-O-R.com. And as usual, we would not be recommending them if we did not have great success ourselves, so be sure to check them out. Now, our guest today is going to talk about a varied amount of topics, one of those including CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome. Now, there's an article on our website, lawster.com, that talks about CFS by our guest today that we'll introduce to you in a minute. And we wanted to clarify some things that may not have been clarified in the article or on the podcast. This podcast and the article was written for law enforcement officers. It wasn't written for people that are, have a debilitating disease uh, that may need medical help or medical advice, but it was written for officers that have kind of seem tired all the time. Maybe they haven't been diagnosed with CFS, but maybe they think they may have it. And we, we talk about some suggestions in the podcast. The article talks about some suggestions. Of course, we want every out there to seek medical advice from their doctor before trying anything but we wanted to clarify these issues and make sure you were aware of exactly who we were addressing this podcast to so thank you for listening and now let's get to the show on today's episode we have janine hinkle and janine is insanely passionate about nutrition she and is the number one fan of police officers this is on her bio which you'll find her bio on lawofficer.com <laughs> Uh, because she is now writing for us, and it's incredible stuff. And after almost 20 years in law enforcement and lecturing her coworkers about their eating habits, she finally retired and made this a full-time gig. She founded OnPointNutrition.org, which is a nutrition consulting business designed with first responders in mind. Janine holds a master's degree in clinical nutrition. She's a certified personal trainer and a United States Marine veteran. What a life. What a career. Janine, how are you doing with us today? I am doing Awesome. Thank you, Travis. What a great introduction. Well, <laughs> listen, I wrote it myself. Right? <laughs> that's right. And, and, you know, we can't thank you enough. You're our newest author. You're writing nutrition and fitness articles. And of course, your background is just right where we want it to be to do that. And uh, you spent 20 years in law enforcement. For those that may not know that, that's kind of the that's kind of the pinnacle. That's sort of retirement in most states. You can retire with a pension. Everybody's trying to reach that 20 year mark. And before we talk about what that felt like, I just kind of want you to tell our audience why you went into law enforcement. Well, it's interesting because uh, after I got out of the Marine Corps, I sort of, I missed that teamwork aspect of it really bad. But this was during the Clinton administration when they wouldn't let you come back in. So once you were out, you were out. So I pursued my first passion, which was I wanted to be a veterinarian. And I kept failing biology in college, so I just happened to be walking past the criminal justice um, classrooms, and I got really sucked into the lectures. And it resonated me, just the topics and the passion and the teamwork, and I was like, this is, this is the career for me. And that truly is the reason I became a, a police officer. I just, I, I love the, the complete ask, not just helping people, but the teamwork and um, the drive to just make the world a safer place because our, our 
loved ones are out there. So I tried to make it safe where I worked because I knew that the deputies where my parents worked were doing the same thing. That's a great story. And you mentioned the Marine Corps, Janine, and thank you so much for your service. And I've got, oh, thank to, you. I've got to think to myself, you know, you're female. That shouldn't be a surprise to your audience. And you go into the Marine Corps a couple of decades ago. What made you decide the Marine Corps? And, and kind of tell us about that career and kind of how that transpired. Well, that was another funny story. Um, a girlfriend of mine, uh, she wanted to join the Air Force. So I said, well, I'll join the Air Force with you. What the hell? I got nothing going on. So we joined the Air Force when we were 17, and a couple of my male friends uh, dared me to join the Marines because they were going into the Marine Corps. So I was like, all right, if you're going to dare me, I'm going to join the Marine Corps, and I did. And 17 years old, off I went into the Marine Corps and just loved it. Had a fantastic career, uh, was a field radio operator, so I got to work in the field with just a lot of talented men and women. And probably the reason that I missed it so much when I got out and was seeking something else to replace it, which was law enforcement. That may be the coolest story I've ever heard. You just went to the Marines <laughs> because someone double dog dared you and you just went, okay, why not? Was, well, why not? <laughs> Did you finally get the satisfaction of these guys going, okay, you win? Well, another funny story is they both, uh, didn't make it quite through their careers. So within the first year or two, they both, um, were let out of the military and I just, you know, marched on for four years and had a great time. Made a lot of great friends. Well, that's it's a time that I definitely hold dear to my heart. Well, that's awesome. And I grew up with a father that was a Marine Corps veteran in Vietnam. And I know what you probably know, once a Marine, always a Marine. So thank you again for your definitely. service Definitely. <laughs> thank you so, so much. So you go into law enforcement, Janine, with, with background in the Marine Corps, military, uh, college education, and you land on the West Coast. And at what point in this career did you kind of get interested in health and nutrition? Well, Travis, I have been so passionate about nutrition since I was 15. And when I was 15 years old, I read a book on, uh, on nutrition, and I became a vegan overnight. And I was a vegan. In fact, I co-founded Seattle's first all-raw vegan cafe in 2008. still open today. It's a great cafe. I was a vegan for 25 years, and I was really proud of it because the diet that I was eating was probably healthier than most people were eating in general, you know, the general sad American diet. But the tipping point for me was when I was in my late 30s, I couldn't have a child. I, was, I, I wasn't able to conceive. So I went to two different conventional fertility doctors. And I know a lot of the men can't relate to this, but, you know, you can plug in any medical condition, and it's going to be the same story. Two conventional fertility doctors just told me, you're going to have to adopt. You can't have a baby. So what I did was I went to, I, had a, I was doing a lot of CrossFit at the time, and one of my CrossFit instructors, Jess Mullen, she was also a functional nutritionist. So I made an appointment with her, and within 60 minutes, she blew my mind. She had delivered this very powerful science-backed argument on why I couldn't have a child because I was a vegan. I was deficient in critical things like choline and zinc and B12. So overnight, I became a paleo eater, followed her advice, and four to five months later, I got pregnant. And at that point, that's when I searched for, I said, I want to do the same thing she's doing. This is amazing. I searched for a, a university that taught functional nutrition, and that's when I, I enrolled and got my master's degree. 
Okay, you can't have many stories like that, or we, we will not be able to do podcasts <laughs> ever again. I, that I'm blown away by this. So first, you lost me at vegan because there's probably not a lot of cops you're working with that you could even eat with, right? You're probably taking your meals every day to work. So were you known as the non? I take them all to work. Yeah. Yeah, you're known as a non-fun no. girl that didn't want to go eat. <laughs> didn't want to go eat with us. Well, no, I mean, everyone, obviously, I had the meat jokes, and that was fine. But the funny thing is, whenever I brought my food to work, there was a crowd of people around me sniffing around. Because the food I made, it, I mean, it was delicious. It was really good. It was obviously lacking a major um, macronutrient, but people really thought it tasted good. And I think you can be a healthy vegan. You just have to make sure you plug those gaps into your diet so you, you have a very balanced um, nutritional, you know, meal. Well, we're certainly hoping to get some advertising dollars from paleo because that is actually one of our favorites too. Uh, but that's an incredible story. I've never heard a story like that. Uh, you know how I have got to think that 25 years of eating one way. I mean, I just know, my, I know my wife, for instance, she eats a certain way. And for me to even suggest to change that could really create mass domestic violence, so to speak. So, but you were able just to flip that switch and change on a dime to a, to a paleo diet after 25 years. Did you have any issues with that? Or did you just, was the greater good of wanting to have a child and be healthier override that? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's always the balance, the currency, you know, what's your currency? And mine was, I wanted to have a child. And, you know, after I had that, that uh, meeting with her, I went out to Whole Foods you know, bought my grass-fed steak, spent $15 on it, went home, and I cooked it up, and then I immediately fed it to my dog because I couldn't do it. Wow. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to start slow. I started with fish, and I started with chicken, and then, you know, before you know it, it, was, it all fell into place. Well, that's awesome, and uh, we're certainly glad you're now lending your advice to other police officers, and you're doing it with your own company. And so you, you get 20 years on the department, and you decide, you know what, I'm going to leave – and launch my own company. It's On Point Nutrition. You can find out more at onpointnutrition.org. It's .org, correct? Yes, it's .org. And, yes, .org. And, and that had to be, once again, that had to be another challenge for you because there's a lot of things that are cons in law enforcement, but a pro is security. You know, there's always going to be a need for sure. policemen. And so oh, sure. and so you, 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 you had security there in law enforcement. You'd been there a couple of decades, probably had many good friends and, and a lot of good contacts. All of a sudden, once again, you you decide, I'm leaving this and I'm gonna, I believe so much in this, I'm gonna launch this new company. Tell us what made you decide to do that. Because you certainly could have launched a company while you were still in law enforcement. We see many people do that, but you're going all in on this and I just kind of want to get your mindset on that. Sure. Yeah, you know, I've always, I always believe in just kind of following wherever the energy's taking you. And there was a point in my career where I was reaching serious burnout, and I know a lot of people can relate to that. This career is becoming more and more dangerous every day. I have a very young son, but the tipping point for me was my parents are elderly. My father has Parkinson's, and they finally made the call and said, you know what, we could really use your help down here in Nevada. So I thought, you know what, they need help. I've had a great career, but it's, it's, I'm reaching my burnout, and I, you know, I want to live for my, for my child. So all those things combined, I made the decision to kind of just pull the plug and, and go for it. And the beautiful thing about it is I still get to marry my two passions. I'm passionate about nutrition, and I am seriously police officer's number one fan. I mean, if I'm driving by the road and there's someone being pulled over, I'm the person that slows down to make sure that the cop's okay and not fight. Um, I always carry with me just in case somebody needs backup. So 
I get to marry these two passions, and that's really exciting for me because I want to do the best job that I can for those who come to me for help. Well, and what's really neat about that story uh, is you left on your own terms. We see far too many people stay in this career way past where really they need to be. You know, I kind of call it Willie Mays in the outfield. You know, Willie Mays stayed in baseball way too long. By the time he left, he couldn't even run anymore, and it almost became sad at times. I'm a huge fan, by the way, but, you know, in law enforcement, that's a tough decision, and and, and many in our audience are kind of in that decision. They're 20-plus years. They're trying to figure a way when's the best time to leave, and you left on your own terms, and that's got to feel pretty good. Oh, I'm, I feel so lucky. I can't, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely blessed every day I think about it. I'm, it's just everything just fell into the right place. If you're, just, good timing. if you're just joining us, you're listening to On the Beat, the weekly podcast for Losser.com. We're talking to Janine Hinkle, a retired law enforcement officer, former Marine. She now owns her own company, OnPointNutrition.org. And Janine, I know you talked to a lot of law enforcement officers, and what do you think the biggest need is for them in regards to what you can offer? Oh, boy. I mean, the, the basic one would be uh, drink water. <laughs> Dehydration definitely is the root of a lot of things, you know, whether it's, you know, GI issues or headaches um, or fatigue. It's Water is a big one. Um, but it's something that I'm passionate about that I know you are too, Travis, is sleep and not the kind of sleep that you get after you watch TV or you're on your iPad and then you pop an Ambien. I mean real sleep in line with your circadian rhythm. That is so critical to, to good health. Yeah, I think what we're seeing in law enforcement, I know I've seen a lot of it uh, around here, is we see a lot of officers that have sleep apnea. And people hear that and they automatically mm-hmm. go, well, they're obese. Well, that's not necessarily the case. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of people that do not are not obese, but they have sleep apnea for various reasons. And then Obviously, the shift work is causing problems and people being so plugged in digitally before they go to sleep. And just kind of tell our audience about lacking sleep over a long period of time. That is highly dangerous, is it not? That is very dangerous because sleep is the time that your body and your brain have a chance to kind of regroup. There's a lot of hormones uh, working behind the scenes trying to get your body back in balance. And the problem is uh, shift work. Shift work is a big deal because you're not in line with circadian rhythm. And circadian rhythm is sort of your 24-hour body clock that, that your body sends out hormones when you're supposed to wake up, you know, which is cortisol, and when you're supposed to go to sleep, which is melatonin. And if these are not in sync, so I worked night shift for 10 years, so I totally get it, you need to, to find a way to really complement that um, unnatural environment so it feels more natural. So the blackout curtains, um, making sure you go to sleep right when you get home, not eating a heavy meal right before you go to bed, things like that. But the problem is is there's something called blue light. And what the blue light is, this is a big deal, and if, if, you've, um, it's, if you've read a book, it's called uh, Lights Out, the famous book that was written on this. Blue light signals your body to stay awake. So if you're going to bed and you're watching TV or you're on your phone or or any kind of synthetic light, that's blue light, you're getting a message to your brain that you need to stay awake. And melatonin, which is the hormone that is released a couple hours before you go to bed, is suppressed. And this is why when you turn that blue light off, you can't fall asleep or you have very restless sleep. It's not that you know, really I call it the delicious sleep, that when you wake up you feel really good. You don't get that. So my biggest advice would be 
turn off the blue light or if you work shift work, put on the mask and put on the, um, the light blocking curtains. Yeah. And that will really help facilitate that good night's sleep. Yeah, my graveyarders out there in the audience know that, you know, put a lot of black on those windows and even maybe mm-hmm. sleep with headphones can help out. I know I spent many, many graveyard years uh, doing my best with that, but you never can overcome it completely. Mm-hmm. But those are great tips. Uh, Janine, now, mm-hmm. you, I want to I tell our audience this because they think there's some magic to writing for Law Officer. And let me tell you, I want to tell our audience how we met you. You reached out to okay. us, and you, as pe- yep. they can hear the passion in your voice, I saw the passion in your email, and, and you wanted to help law enforcement. And, of course, we told you that, you know, initially there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a, there's not a, there's not a salary, there's not payment, we're not hiring people to do things, but – that's why mm-hmm. I think this is so valuable, what Law Officer provides is, is because the people that are writing for us aren't doing it to get a paycheck. They're doing it because they're passionate. And that was certainly you. Mm-hmm. And you, you asked mm-hmm. me early on, well, what should I write about? And I think I told you, 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 you're the one that's passionate. You're the expert. You write on whatever you believe you need to write on. And the first article you wrote, it's on our website under the exclusive section. You can type in chronic fatigue in the search engine if you're having troubles finding that. But the first article you wrote was on chronic fatigue and uh, how law enforcement can kind of overcome this. And I want to ask you, there's a million topics in your head. I know this from talking to you. Why did you pick Mm -hmm. that as your first topic to introduce yourself to our audience? Because I think it's, you know, besides uh, cardiovascular disease and, and being a little overweight, this is a disease, and it's actually a disease that a lot of officers have that they either don't realize they have or they don't realize what they need to do with it. I mean, we all know if you have a cardiovascular issue, if you have heart disease, or or if you're a little obese, you know what you need to do. But chronic fatigue, the way people like to address this is just taking ibuprofen or taking some sleep sleep aids at night, and that's not really the fix. That's just a band-aid, you know, just like police are just kind of the band-aid of America at, at most, mostly. When you take things like ibuprofen or sleeping aids, those are just a, a band-aid to suppress what's really going on. So this article I wrote, so you could look at different symptoms and apply a really simple, pro, simple protocol to fix it. And if it doesn't work, I put in there in this article as well, there's a couple other reasons you might have chronic fatigue. It could be um, toxins, it could be you know, lead or mold or some kind of toxin you've been exposed to, um, or it could be hormone imbalance, um, or it could be some kind of a virus that you have or, or bacteria. And those things are when you need to go see a naturopath to get, to get fixed. But the protocol I put in there is very simple that you can do today and it's free. So why not do it? I mean, if you feel like you have chronic fatigue, why not take these steps and try and do it? Because no one likes to feel, I don't know if I can swear, but I won't. Um, no one feels like, feels like, like crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you don't really know how good you can feel until you really take care of yourself. Right. And I'm going to say that again because it's really, really important. You will never know how fantastic you can feel. And when you feel fantastic, everything is great, Right until you really, really take care of yourself. And that's when you have to really look inside and say, what are things I can do to fix myself? And that's what this article is about. If you feel like you have chronic fatigue and you're tired all the time and you go to bed at night and you wake up just as tired, you may, you may be suffering from this. And as the article says, there's really, there's really no test they can do to diagnose this, although they, they are finding some um, organisms in your microbiome that 
can verify if you have it. But if you think you have it, just do the protocol and see how you feel after a couple of weeks because you might feel fantastic. No, it's good stuff, and I highly recommend everybody look at that article. I also recommend everybody to go to your website, onpointnutrition.org. Some great stuff on there. And, Janine, I know in the article and on your website you talk a lot about supplements, and it's something we're Mm -hmm. passionate about here because there's really it's one of the – some of the biggest scams out there revolves around the supplement industry because there's really no standards for that. And so I just want you to talk to our audience on when they're looking at supplements, what should they be looking for? Well, there is a, a labeling on it called good, mag- good Manufacturing Procedures. Now, let me just back up and tell you a little bit about supplements and the FDA. Every day, there are more supplement companies that are opening up, okay? And they, and they can say whatever they want. They can claim whatever they want on the label. And it's up to the FDA to disprove that claim. Now, the FDA is so busy doing all these checks on all these supplement companies that the supplement you're taking that hasn't, doesn't have a GMP on it, good manufacturing procedures, um, th- that supplement might be full of toxins. It might have more of one ingredient, less of one ingredient. It might have stuff in there that it doesn't even claim to have. And a lot of this is um, in the sports supplement fields is when you see a lot of this. So by the time the FDA gets around to that company of that supplement you're taking, they may have closed shop and taken their millions, and now they're back over wherever they came from. So it's kind of this gamble. So don't gamble with your health because there are there's things in supplements, especially herbs and botanicals. I mean, look at ephedra. Ephedra, we already know it causes um, massive heart issues, right? It's a stimulant. So you don't want to mess with botanicals. You want to make sure the supplement you have meets the claim uh, that it says, and you can get that through good manufacturing procedures. And I know Blue Armor does because I've researched them. And in fact, some of their products like their Sleep Aid is wonderful, really, was really impressed by it. So that would be my number one tip. Don't buy it, you know, at some, off Amazon or somebody you don't trust. Really the best way to do it if you're not going to look for that standardization is going through a naturopathic office Mm -hmm. and the stuff on their shelves is all clear because they buy only from the best. Well, that brings me up a great topic because you do mention naturopathic doctors uh, in your article. It's an interest of mine. I know we've had these questions before, but when our audience is looking at, do I go to a naturopathic doctor or do I go to my regular medical doctor, what differences will they get from each side? Oh, I love this topic. Okay, so this is the difference between – and neither one is good or bad, so I want to just preface that. I'm not bashing either one. Um, I – I fall under functional medicine is what I'm trained in. I'm a functional nutritionist, which is sort of the marriage of conventional uh, medicine and alternative medicine. So a conventional doctor is trained basically to uh, treat diseases and things like that. They have very limited nutrition training. And what we're learning is that nutrition, whatever you eat, is a signal. It's a communication to your cells on what they need to do. And there's a term for it. It's called epigenetics. So you, you're born with your set of genes and whatever you, I'm sorry, it's nutrigenetics. Epigenetics is, is, is basically everything from stress to toxins to nutrition. And nutrigenetics is the food you eat talks to your genes and tells them what to do. It turns them on or it turns them off. Now, a naturopathic doctor understands this and they, they follow these principles. A conventional doctor is 
trained in more conventional means. And they're both wonderful practices to use. But the naturopath is trained in more functional medicine. And what functional medicine does is they do a patient-centered approach. So they, they talk to you. And if you go on there and you say, hey, I have a headache, a conventional doctor will probably say, well, drink more water and, and take some aspirin. And, and if it continues, we'll, we'll do some x-rays. A functional medicine doctor is going to think, huh, you have a headache, it might be a hormone imbalance, you might be dehydrated, there might be, uh, you might have a food allergy. There's a plethora of things that could be contributing to this headache. And just like a police officer does when he goes to a scene and investigates, a functional medicine doctor or nutritionist, they look for clues in your body, whether it's through lab testing or signs or symptoms or what you're what you tell them about your history or what you eat to find out what's really going on. And to me, that is so powerful because the complaints that you have or the things that you're worried about can be addressed directly through these means. So would you rather go to the doctor and, and have him give you a Band-Aid or do you want to go to a functional nutritionist or, or a naturopath who's going to find out what's causing that headache? And to me, that's way more important. There's a functional medical institute in the town I'm in. There are a lot of cities I've looked it up have these type of clinics. And in this clinic that I go to, Janine, there is actually a naturopathic doctor in the same clinic with the medical doctor. That, and they both work together. They kind of both have the same philosophy. And it's really the best of both worlds. So I guess people could contact you and you could you could lead them down that right path. How would, how would they contact you if they have these questions? Well, they can go to my website, onpointnutrition.org, and there's a contact me uh, link right there. If they're just interested in a functional medicine doctor, they can go to uh, Functional Medicine um, Institute, uh, and they have a search link on their website to look for a practitioner in your area. But again, again, not bashing either one, but if you have – here's another – I just want – Travis, I just want to throw this out there. This is a really interesting statistic. Disease done it does not manifest itself. So you do not see the symptoms of a disease that you have eight to ten years until you get that symptom. So if you go to the doctor and you say, hey, I have this thing that's been bothering me, you've probably been developing that disease for years, and now the symptom is just now rearing its head. Now, that to me, that's interesting because we all think we're healthy until we're not. And it's just like you don't need a gun until you do. <laughs> you don't need your health until you do. So you really have to take care of yourself. And that's why eating right, getting the right sleep, staying away from toxins, you know, limiting your, your caffeine and alcohol and, you know, whatever um, uh, sleeping aids you're taking, limiting that and trying to get good balance in your life. And it goes, I could go on and on about this stuff, Travis, because it all really links together. There's not one solution, but, kind of a compilation of little things that everyone can do to get the job done. No, it's great stuff. And I want to do to our audience that you're not given necessarily medical advice. You need them to talk to, to talk to their personal doctor before they start doing these things. But that brings up another interesting question that what you do in the, uh, as a functional trainer in functional medicine, uh, what naturopathic doctors do, there are different rules in different states as far as what kind of advice they can give. Kind of talk to our audience about that a little bit. Sure. So uh, naturopaths, I think they can only become licensed in like 22 states. Um, myself as a functional nutritionist, I can be licensed, I think, only in two states. 
if I get my a different certification like an RD or a CNS, then of course you can have more licensing. But every state is different of what you can do. Now where I am in right now in Nevada, it's legal for me to just give, let's just say suggestions. I can't give you necessarily a prescription, you're not my patient, but I can say, you know what, if I were you, <laughs> I would probably do this. Right. And then it's up to that person to make that decision on their own. So yeah, it's a very state specific, um, but the message is gonna be the same no matter what functional nutritionist you talk to they're going to deliver the same message, and you can just make the decision from there if it works for you or not. Janine, I love everything you're saying. I love the passion in your voice, and I'm just going to ask you a question that you don't know is coming, because I, but I know that there's an answer. What's next for you? Okay. You've done so much in your life up until now. Uh, what is next? What, what What's the plans for the next five years, ten years for you? Oh, boy. Well, my dream is to build this business up and really create a movement that protects police officers and firefighters and our military because it's really a particular group that I think that has been stigmatized and um, and, and they deserve, deserve all the support they can get because they're the ones that are keeping us safe. But my next um, educational move is to go for my doctorate and my CNS certification. I just want to keep climbing and climbing and get to the point where I am the number one person to go to for first responders. I want to be that person. And I'm going to take care of everyone that comes to me because it's that important to me. And if I can just send one message to one person and change their life, then I've changed the life of all the people around them. And I always say this, it's way better to be around healthy people because they're, they're happy than unhealthy people because they're unhappy. So I'd rather be in a world of happy people that are healthy. And if I can do it one person at a time, then that's what I'm going to do because I love it. I'm just super passionate about this. Well, it's it, certainly the professions need it. Janine, we can't thank you enough. You've talked about the tipping point multiple times here in the interview. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that term, I would recommend the book Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. I'm sure you've read that, Janine. And you just, oh, may yeah. <laughs> be, you just may be the tipping point on this issue. And we want to help you in every way we can to help get you there. We thank you so much for your service in law enforcement, for your service in the Marine Corps. And now you're on your next adventure, onpointnutrition.org. Everybody needs to go check it out and check out Janine on lawster.com. Thank you, Janine, for being with us. Travis, thank you so much, and thank you for your service as well. And I absolutely love lawofficer.com. Great, great articles and information there. I've been following it for a long time. Well, thank you so much. If you've been listening to On the Beat, it's the weekly podcast for lawofficer.com. We've had Janine Hinkle on our show talking about great topics on nutrition and health and fitness. Check her out, onpointnutrition.org. Check us out daily, lawofficer.com, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to On The Beat. Join us daily at lawofficer.com for the latest in news and original content. For law enforcement, by law enforcement.